You are now tuned in to 3 Plus 1, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast. 3 Plus 1 is a multi-generational podcast that crosses lines with zennial and millennial voices. Political issues, social matters, and popular culture are explored weekly in a segmented format that engages, informs, and sometimes uplifts. On today's episode, we are super excited to be joined by our guest, Kayla Hurd. Kayla is giving us give yeah, take a Right, we are so excited that Kayla is was able to join us for today's recording. The CEO of Elegance. And letting you know what that represents, the CEO of Elegance, you can find her on Instagram under that name. Are you also on Twitter with the CEO of Elegance? Yes, all my social media handle is CEO of Elegance. And what Kayla owns is a really amazing event planning business. And she hosts some of the best parties and most premier events right here in the metro Atlanta area. Kayla, what inspired this passion that you have for planning events? So, so many people tell me that I'm bossy, contrary to popular beliefs. I don't think that I'm bossy, but I can be a little bossy. But it really all started in high school when I felt like my family or friends were never on time for anything or they'd be last minute with their planning. So it was just something that kind of turned my hobby into making money and it just ran from there. I love things being on time. I love the logistics side of event planning and that's just my niche and I ran with it. So Kayla, what has been the biggest event that you've uh, planned and organized at this point in your company's inception? Hmm, I have always a few that come to mind. I guess one of the biggest one would be for Nicole Gardner. I planned her birthday celebration, which was Emerald City themed. We turned the atrium on Auburn Avenue into an entire Emerald City theme. Um, that's more on the social side, but I just recently did one where I was the logistic coordinator for Representative Valencia Stovall, as well wow. as the... Um, Ambitious X team came together, and I was the logistic coordinator as well as the hospitality manager over at the Capitol this last weekend, actually. So, yes, that was my biggest one thus far. So, that's really exciting. And we're going to go a little bit deeper later in the episode to ask you some questions about working, number one, with big big figures like Representative Stovall and how you've been able to carve out a name for yourself in such a crowded field and crowded market. Uh, and so we're going to have that a little bit later in today's recording. So on uh, earlier in the week, we had from our president, uh, President Donald Trump, DT, the State of the Union. President Trump take, took a moment and reflected on a full year of service to our country. Ladies, what are your thoughts on the State of the Union? Okay, so I tuned into the State of the Union. I'm going to be completely honest. Y'all know I keep it 100 with y'all. So I did Kansas, what do you mean by... What are you talking... What is 100? What? Completely say, 100, say, like 100. Real. You keep it real. Um, you keep it unfiltered. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's unfiltered. Keep it it's genuine. Keep it a buck. That's yes. a new term. I've never heard. Keep it a buck. Keeping it a buck. Can you make it a buck fifty? I mean, for the like, older, what is the for the older buck? generation is I don't beat around the bush. Yes, okay. Because you know, older folks understand beating around the bush. Why well, I understand keeping it uh, authentic and being honest Didi. with my opinions and myself. Didi. You can't say that in a, a heated conversation. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm me? gonna keep it okay, authentic. No, us, but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. not beating around the bush with y'all. So. Yes, when it comes to the State of the Union, I tuned in for a little bit because I try to be well-informed about what's going on in politics. But as y'all know, in the last episode that we did, I am not a fan of Donald Trump. President Trump. DT. So it was really hard for me to stay tuned in. And I'll be completely honest and say I did not watch the whole thing. I watched it from beginning to end. And I want to say, you know, despite my political beliefs, I try to be a very fair and very objective evaluator of you know, speeches. For the sake of a speech being a speech, President Trump gave a great speech. So kudos, uh, round of applause to his speech writers. They did a really great job. They should be well compensated uh, from the moments from having unfortunate speeches written on planes that were plagiarized by from you know, First Lady Michelle Obama. His speech writing team has come a long way. Um, so the speech was wonderfully written. Uh, it wasn't the best execution, but it was really one of the best speeches that I've seen President Trump himself give. I do feel that he stuck to script. He didn't veer off. He didn't give us 
any of the outbursts that I think some people were uh, afraid he would give in the Republican Party and that some people in the Democratic Party may have hoped he would give. Uh, the content was great, but I don't I doubt the veracity of his claims. I am not certain that what we heard from President Trump was very truthful. But I want to take a moment with you ladies and kind of go through some of those points and just see what you think. President Trump said that blacks in America have seen a spike in employment due to his leadership. It's a lie. So basically he got up there and said, black people, I gave you jobs. So Be grateful. Be grateful. Now, only did President Jobs say that African Americans... President Jobs? <laughs> President Jobs. <laughs> unfortunately, that will never come to pass as the hopeful President Jobs is no longer with us. Uh, Steve Jobs, rest, oh, in, rest peace. in peace. But President Trump made a nu- made comments and said that there has been a spike in unemployment for black people. And I do think that that is a proven fact. But can we give him credit for that? I don't know. I think that, I think personally that the boost in the American economy is a byproduct of the amazing leadership that America endured under President Barack Hussein Obama. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're seeing the fruits of eight years of hard work from digging our country out of the biggest recession that the United States has known in the later half of the 20th and 21st century. And I think that it's unfair for President Trump to take credit for that while on the same while in the same breath as taking credit for that, trying to erase and undo any of the accomplishments that President Obama brought to the table. I think that's very unfortunate. Look at us agreeing for once. I completely agree. It, there's no way that one Tansy, year of that him being point. in office <laughs> has changed all these miraculous things. Barack, like you said, I believe President Obama is the reason why these spikes in employment are here right now. Like, he took eight years to change policy and change things for this to allow this to happen. And I do not think it's right for DT to take, you know, try to take credit for what he did. You've been here for a year. It's no way that you did, you made something that major happen in a year. It's obvious that this is based off of. Well, the legacy that President Obama left. Yes. And I'm so happy that uh, Didi is over here with some real live stuff that I agree on. And I appreciate Tazzy, that. It's not about agreeing or disagreeing, right? So it's about, I think, educating and informing and being very fair. Because, again, I want our millennial listeners to be informed. I firmly believe that the responsibility for the future of our party, if you're a Democrat, the future of our race, if you are a person of color, of, of the United States as a whole, if you are a citizen or one who aspires to be a citizen, rests in the hands of our millennials. And you've got to be informed. So, you know, many of the things that I talk about and push on, I'm trying to push the thought forward to, to inspire uh, greater research and to inspire greater conversation and thought on the topic. Uh, let's talk about the best thing that President Trump may have done in his last year in office. What can we say was President Trump's crowning achievement during 2017? What has our president done well? Let's give him a plussy. If we're going to give President Trump one of our coveted three plus one awards, we call them the plussies. For those who are new to our podcast, what can we give him a plussy for? Um, I think the amount of time he spends on the golf course, he should be a great golfer. (laughs) He should be a great golfer. So we'll give him the plessy for being an amazing golfer. As much time as he spends golfing, he should be absolutely amazing. Kayla, if you could chime in, what would be the plessy for I'm going to be honest with y'all. The the sound of his voice drives me crazy. I tried to watch it today at work and I just, I don't know what to take serious, and I don't know what's true. I'm certain that she was watching it on her lunch break. <laughs> I was not, but I was watching it on my lunch break. <laughs> but no, all jokes aside, I I don't know what to believe from, like, although I want to be more involved with politics, I actually just had a conversation with my grandfather today um, about being more in tune and knowing what's going on, but it's like the... The second I say, okay, he's doing well, he comes out with like 10,000 things that he's done wrong. So it just, I don't follow him enough to know what what the plus he would be. So, you know, I think that when I really reflect on what President Trump has done well, I would say that I do believe that he has done some things that has has really 
given a, an uplift to the United States economy. And I don't want to take that away from him. And it's not only been an uptick in the stock market, but it's been an uptick in tangibles in the pockets of Americans who work for large corporations. I have friends that work for in the in the uh, energy energy industry. They've gotten benefits. I have friends who work in like for AT and T in the communications industry. They've gotten bonuses. Those things have made a difference, and I don't think that they're long term benefits. I don't think they're things that will really give you a long term spike. I don't think they're things that will improve the long term trajectory of our country. But it has been something that has made people feel good about this time in America when there's so many things happening that make us feel bad what would be our you know what has happened in the past year or during president trump term in term, first term year in office that has really been to you the the most damaging thing that he's done in america his insensitivity when he's speaking about different people of color and culture and countries i just think that he's not very empathetic as a president at all period and i think that once you see that you no longer relate so you know i don't want to follow him or support anything that he does and if we as citizens aren't following our president and kind of backing him up, then I think that he's leading without any backup. It's kind of null and void, to be honest. Do you think that he could fix this? Could President Trump? What could President Trump do to give for you to feel better about him as your president, Kayla? To be honest, I'm not sure that there's anything that he could do because I think the apologies that he give are only because of publicity. I think that he's shown time after time throughout his campaign and his um, time in presidency. That's truly how he feels and that's truly who he is. So I don't think that there's any way for him to recover. I would hope that moving forward after his first year that he would be a little bit more empathetic to the citizens. But honestly, I don't foresee it. I just think that that's who he is as a person, unfortunately. Tazzy, what's been for you? the lowest point or the lowest thing that has happened during President Trump's first year in office? The lowest point. There's so many. Pretty much the entire year. <laughs> it's just been a low point for America. It's just sad in these streets, honestly. Like, this man is really the president. I think it took a whole year for me to realize, you know what? We have a whole fool sitting in that office. And yeah, that's that, that's the lowest point. Is the, the actual fact that he is the president and that he followed From the moment he took the oath of office. Yes. You, we had right President here. Barack Obama, which we felt like we took, you know, a couple steps forward in history. Like a uh, black man, president, let's move forward. Yes, America is becoming amazing. We're doing all this great shit. Now we And you took, took it for granted. Yeah, we did. We people America took, took it for it, granted. And you took it for granted. And look what happened. We took twenty steps backwards and yeah. we got a whole And we pool. ignored an entire a whole pool. subset of Americans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We didn't work to meet their needs. We didn't work to empathize with them. Whether you know, we didn't empathize with marginalized white men and women who harbored racist views mm-hmm. and were seeing the decline of their way of life and were placing that decline on the black man in office. And because we ignored that, we have a surge in the opposite direction where we have President Trump. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the lowest point of President Trump's term would have to be the consistent support of the alt-right and of, again, policies that are meant to harm the diversity of America. Mm -hmm. From what he stated about racist, Nazi, skinheads being good fine people, to him fighting so vigilantly to continue to uh, restrict and enforce harsh restrict the rights of immigrants but then enforce really harsh policies to separate families those to me represent the worst of the year president trump however could fix it all in my eyes if he were to create a legal path to citizenship for the dreamers okay uh for me that is the my number one concern and if that were to happen he would earn a lot of respect in my eyes and I would have great faith that he would possibly continue with some of the other promises that he made uh, as our president. Another highlight from, or think, not wouldn't say that it's a highlight, but another <laughs> talking point from the State of the Union is, is Melania Trump. <laughs> so, 
What, what do you mean, Kayla, when you say that uh, your sister Melania is tired? What do you mean by that? That ain't our sister, but... Why not? She, why got, could, she why, got a sister in womanhood. I'm why, can't, like why can't Melania be your sis? She's she not our sister. First of all, she my sis, my si- if you were my sis, you would not be married to DT. <laughs> why not? Because none of my sisters... sisters but she's a sisters, woman. Oh, she is a woman. You know what? Let me speak on Melania. <laughs> Melania, the ever classy, the ever classy. Melania the last time Trump. you said that, you bust out laughing. <laughs> You're forcing yourself to keep You're a straight face me. right now. <laughs> the ever classy Melania Trump. Listen, Melania Trump signed up to marry a rich white man. Mm-hmm. Sis did not sign up to be the first lady. <laughs> so right now she's pissed. In my opinion, Melania is pissed off because this is not what she signed up for. She just wanted to be married to money so she can kick back, live her life, not have to worry about anything. This fool went and ran for the presidency, <laughs> with probably didn't consult her or anything. Now look at her. She the first lady. She don't know what to do. She ripping <laughs> off speeches. She tired. She don't even show up places with him anymore. He go on vacation somewhere. She going to her opposite direction. She's tired. She didn't want this position. She never wanted to be first lady. She never saw that in her, I do, her future. I do not recall a smile crossing our first lady's face for the entire speech. Ever. According to some reports, her demeanor it was a complete reflection possibly of her anger over the allegations that came last week that President Trump had an affair with porn star Stormy Daniels. Mm. Ladies thoughts. I mean, most women are going to be upset with their husbands if they feel like he's cheated or her reports of him cheating. But honestly, I don't think she even likes but this man. Tazzy, that's, this a direct, that's a direct conflict with what you said. You're saying that she signed up to marry this rich man. Yeah. And if that's the case, that she may not. But so that means if she's angry that he committed adultery with porn star Stormy Daniels, and now there is a storm at home as a result mm-hmm. that means that she loves him and she cares about him and she no it doesn't and that maybe she no, married him because of love no it right. means that this porn star might be coming for her coins basically if this man is cheating with a porn star if he mess around and fall in love with this porn star Melania is like baby you not about to mess with my coins and have my husband divorcing me trying to give you some of my money trying to get with you so she's just trying to protect the bag this honestly. is the question that I want to pose then since she's trying to protect the bag did she sign a prenup we don't know I don't know now that's something that's going to put into play if she's trying to secure the bag or not because if she signed a prenup first of all she was done Secondly, the way Trump moves, I could see that happening. Like, you need to sign this prenup before we move forward. I don't know. But I know she don't want to get um, divorced. She want to keep that money flowing. So, of course, she's upset. She got to put on like she's mad. She ain't worried about that But mad. I think this goes back to what I was saying earlier by us not following him. Now that your wife isn't following you, it just brings the United States into shambles. Like, you're the forefront of what we should be doing. And now your wife isn't even following you. It's Melania says trash. she gonna rock them VVS stones if I let you go. <laughs> in the Maybach Carter Rose Why? if I let you go. She go. She go. Profit. Everything I taught if I let you go. Bring the alarm. Yes. I can't let you go. Damned if I let you go. So, I mean, that's what your favorite artist says. Beyonce in the song, <laughs> Ring the Alarm. I'm saying that if there was no I'd be love, damned if I see another chick on your arm. Hey! So again, if Melania wasn't in love with, with President Trump, I don't I think that she would be just sitting there saying, I'm gonna continue to rock my, oh my BBS. What is a BBS stone? It's a type of diamond type to of my diamond. knowledge, yeah. Mm. Okay. I'm I'm not rich enough to know what that is. Quite you listen to it. It's carbon music. It's we really hope that someone's out there is listening and would like to sponsor an episode or two <laughs> of the three plus one podcast. So that up and coming uh, media maven, yes, internet sensation Tazzy Hall will one day rock a V stone. Maybe not a V V stone or a V V S stone, but a V stone. At least a V. But it's basically back to what Didi was saying. I will agree that if she was just there for the money, she wouldn't be bothered. As women, 
If we don't care about that man, we're going to let him do it. It's appearances. Come on, y'all. If he about to mess up your money by messing with a porn star that's probably going to try to exploit you for money, I feel some type of way. I think Trump got enough money. That's bad. No, he don't. He be halfway bankrupt. What are you talking about? All the issues, the hotels be closing down. She knows what's in the bank account. That's why she's upset. But you know what? That's for another day. Let's get it. So this is just, I I just want to ask one more question because we have, again, two beautiful millennial women here in this room. And I just want to know at this point in your life and, and the question for you, if you were to, if you were married to a man as wealthy as President Trump and he had an indiscretion. How wealthy is he? We as wealthy as, as President Trump. Trump. He is so wealthy that NeNe Leakes cashed Trump checks <laughs> from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay? Yeah, so, that's <laughs> Right. That, that wealthy. <laughs> Would how would you respond? Like, would you leave your husband if he did if he did commit adultery? I can't even speak on this because I don't. I have no interest in marrying for money. Amen. I, like I already know that my life about to be so bossed up that men are gonna be trying to marry me for my coins. Okay. Like I have no interest in marrying for money. I've never been able to date somebody just because they're flashy or they have money or they you know put. It was a tweet the other day that was saying men get around women and pull out three thousand dollars just to buy, to buy the Arizona. Yeah, yeah just to buy Arizona. That doesn't impress me. Mm-hmm. So I can't speak on behalf of Melania Trump or her, where she, what she's standing in because we don't have the same mindset. You'll right, never right, catch right. me dating a man just because I think he has money. I have dated some broke ass men. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yes, Lord. A testimony. Some broke men because I like who they are as a person. But Sheesh. that's only because I, I like these people. Like I, I find interest in you. You make me laugh. Like mm-hmm. I date people that treat me nice. I, mm-hmm. Money has never been a factor in dating. Why did it work? <laughs> That's some personal shit. And <laughs> okay. I don't want to speak on why it didn't work. Money was, wasn't the reason it didn't work. These things didn't work because of other reasons. Of okay. We, I don't want to pry. Shout this, out. We, we definitely mm-hmm. don't devote. Shout right. out Okay, shout out to the old boo. Uh, hopefully the old boo listens. <laughs> if you are no longer broke... <laughs> And you would like to sponsor an episode of the 3 Plus 1 podcast. We do have an overhead cost, so we encourage your this sponsorship. Cut because, no. Go ahead. I would like to agree with Tazzy, though. The mentality of a boss, if you already know that you're a boss as a woman, you're not chasing the check from a man because at the end of the day, we need to be equally yoked. So, that check yes. needs to be equal as well. Yes. So, I foresee things of me being a millionaire and just as bossed up as my man will be. So, chasing a check isn't anything that's in my interest, personally. And Trump is just a clown to me. So, the fact that she's gotten herself in this predicament shows that I think she's a bit insecure. She doesn't think that she has anything else going for herself, which is why she's probably making the decisions to ride it out with the clown as the president. I'm going to ask one last question that's extremely controversial. So, I give that as a preference. I want to say, first and foremost, as a brother, a son... A uncle of two amazing nieces. Uh, again, I have a brother of sisters. I applaud what you just said, right, hands down, and I'm thankful. And I hope that my nieces grow up and continue to grow into women who have the same mentality. But, but, but as a zenial, mm-hmm. I have a number of, as a zenial in my thirties. <laughs> That is not funny. Not a sugar daddy. Right. Because basically, just go back and listen to other episodes. But as a, as a <laughs> zenial in my 30s, I have friends who are very close to me that when they were your age in their early 20s, they had that same mentality and they focused on being that boss woman. And now that they're in their 30s, some of them approaching 40, they do not have a husband. They do not have children. And that's something that, that weighs heavily on them. Are you willing to, st- if you had to make a choice and a singular choice between being a boss female mm-hmm. and being independently wealthy and achieving your career goals and being a wife and mother, which one would you choose? I'm taking so, boss. 
So you can Tazzy clip clearly for boss. As, Kayla, I'm gonna be I'm, you know what I'm boss. saying. You have to if you could only pick one. You can only pick a bomb ass career, independently wealthy, over wife and mother with like no money and bro. No, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. But I'm it's saying that career, you, you would be a wife and a mother, and would, would, to give it a fair equal in the terms of an equal dichotomy. I'm going to say in this situation, you would have to be a wife and a mother who's financially dependent on your husband. Oh, I'm taking the career all day. Okay, so this, that gets really hard for me because I'm absolutely sad. I'm absolutely about the love life, being a wife and a mother. I can't mm-hmm. wait to be all those things. I foresee that in my future. But to be solely dependent based on my background and the way that I am, I wouldn't be able to take that because... Without getting too personal, based on my background, that's just something that I never foresaw for myself, which is why I move accordingly to grind so hard. Now, I'm also an advocate in building both because I feel like in marriages and whatever you go through, there's going to be ups and downs. So I feel like you should be able to build as you're building your career, as he's building his career, and continue to build your family because life goes on. Just because you're rich doesn't mean that things aren't going to stop or things aren't going to get hard. So I'm an advocate for both. But I'm not gonna be able that to. That wasn't the question. Dependent. Yeah, the I question solely was dependent solely dependent on, on your husband and just being a wife and a mother. But you're or not being what? an independently wealthy boss ass. Woman. I say that now, but I'm also praying because I think sometimes, like Mr. DD said, there comes a time where you don't want to be too prideful and you take you needing your husband or your man away from them, I think that there needs to be an equal balance. So I do pray because I do want to be this boss, but I also want my husband to feel needed. That's so, not the question. Yes, it is, because you have to throw those things into play. Listen, if you truly trust your husband, though, and that's where a lot of us get this mixed up, We're if you truly you. trust your husband and it's a, a union of the God's oath, the reason that I feel like I wouldn't do that are the wrong reasons and I probably shouldn't be marrying though that man. So that goes back to why would you not want to be solely sufficient on your husband if you're being the mother and the wife but that's a choice though like everybody doesn't want to be a mother so you don't want to be a mother i never said i didn't want to be a mother if it came down to a choice of having to be just a mother and a wife that's dependent on a man that's a that's a that's a real life not just a man your husband yes a mother and a wife that's dependent on your husband as opposed to being an independently wealthy boss running your life that's the question and I chose the independently wealthy boss that's running right. my own life so it's a really we don't want to spend too much time on it but again these are real questions that, I, that I'm afraid because black that women millennials have enough. to mm-hmm. consider and it's I'm not giving any opinion one way or the other and I think that life will bear out you guys will continue to bring this probably to the podcast throughout our many years uh yes on years. you know in the in the work uh I just have one more quick very quick dichotomy to throw out okay would you prefer to be <laughs> Oprah Winfrey or Michelle Obama oh my god oh Jesus you oh, could be bro. either one. Michelle. So, and there we go. And that's going to oh, end it right there. And that's a great segue in talking about somebody who has it both. Beyonce knows. Who yes, we I. saw on Sunday night at the Grammys. That's our great segue into talking about the Grammys. Ladies, let's just think for a moment about the Grammy highlights and low lights. We can start first and foremost with your Grammy highlight. When you look at the performances, the awards given, the winners... What was your Grammy highlight? The my highlight for the Grammys is hands down whatever cocaine Bruno Mars was on. That's hard in my feelings because <laughs> y'all, that's not funny. I the didn't know Bruno Mars was on alleged own. drug use Listen. of any <laughs> professional involved in the music industry <laughs> is only alleged. Bruno Mars is on that pure white. Why are you saying cocaine? That? Come on. Baby, it's like known. People have talked about it. Bruno Mars be on cocaine and he makes classic hits from the coke. Bruno, please I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad. Whoever is uh, Bruno Mars's plug, shout out to you. That's why he won all those Grammys because he be in the studio just... I just want you to know this mic says the snowball and that just really (laughs) threw me off. I I would love to say that Bruno Mars was... And I, I would hope that Bruno Mars is a professional musician yes. and would not have used any illegal substances like cocaine at the Grammys. However, they said Whitney when was I cocaine. pulled up Bruno Mars, he was arrested for cocaine possession mm. and he has a slight history mm-hmm. of using illegal substances. However, he did say 
uh, in a 2016 60-minute interviews that his cocaine arrest changed his life and led to him no longer using this substance. See? So hopefully... He's a changed man. And he's ready to go, you know. 24 karat magic um, definitely came out before this arrest. So you know he was on that white girl before. Yes, he was on that cocaine when he made that album. And that's why it's amazing. So shout out to his plug. Whoever you are, keep supplying him so he can make amazing. No, don't supply him. I think it's horrible that you would use the concept of white girl with cocaine. I think it's racist. The only reason I did that is because we live in Atlanta and Jeezy said, you know I keep that white girl, Christina Aguilera. Hey! So we know what cocaine is. And And that is only, it's a reference in a rap song. And what's even worse is that Christina Aguilera is a woman of color (laughs) and that she is Latin. So she's she's a Latino woman. She's like this much. But but there is no measurement. (laughs) That's like saying I'm this much black. So, from there, we go to... Kayla, what was your highlight? Let me tell y'all, I'm here for my girl Cardi. Like, her whole performance was just very cute. I'm like a low-key Cardi groupie. I'm just here for her come up. Like, I'm here for it. Cardi was my highlight, y'all. I love her from her interview on the red carpet. So, her performance. Like, I'm just here for it. I love the way she slayed. It was very elegant, if I must say so myself. Okay, speaking of Cardi, so Cardi had an interview on the red carpet (laughs) where she was looking hella dumbfounded. Are you okay with Cardi always being so airheaded when it comes to her interviews? I don't think Cardi's ever had an interview where she said some serious, deep shit. It's always some, you know what I'm saying, and a a pop bitch, and shorty. But that's but the thing. The media, wants her, the media wants her to transition into this also pretty cookie. We got no. We don't want her to be no pretty cookie. But at the same time, I want you. She gets on here and she talks about issues that she don't know shit about. That's my issue. Okay, she, so we need to educate her and help her. Then edu- that's what I'm talking about. Are, when are you going to be fed up with her talking on issues she she knows not about? What would be talked about that she didn't know? When it came down to the whole situation with her fiance and the queer situation, mm-hmm. she defended him. She got on. But, yeah, he's offset. How many amigos are there? Three. Three, three me- oh, that's wonderful. So it's like the three amigos, <laughs> the three amigos. Well, I, I had no idea. Three amigos, yes. Offset, take off. But what was wrong with and Quavo? Said? Wait a minute. The, video, the name of the amigos the, the are one of them is Offset. <laughs> no, 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 no. The name of the amigos are literally their names are amigos. Offset. No, it's co- Takeoff. Yep. And Quavo. Do those three things have anything? <laughs> like, do they relate in any way? Or I'm just trying to understand. So I was really impressed that the Migos, the three of them, like the three amigos, which is a very common reference. But then when you tell me that they chosen as their stage names, Offset, Takeoff, and that match, like Quavo. Offset, Takeoff, Offset. But then Quavo. I think Quavo. <laughs> but Quavo's real name is like Quay something crazy. It doesn't matter. It's we something. definitely don't want to look it up. I just <laughs> wanted to make sure that our information was accurate because yes. it isn't logical, but it is accurate. Yeah, Quavo offset. So what did she say wrong about that, though? Listen, the interview, she said something in the interview that made her seem foolish. It was like, she just felt like she had to speak on it, but she was making no sense. I don't have the interview. You got to run it. You got to look it up. I, I think out. I heard it, and she was basically trying to defend her man and saying that he didn't really know what he didn't term know what was. And yeah, the term and was he, queer. He yes, and he said that he didn't know. He said himself that he did not know. And what the she claimed she meant. didn't know what it meant either. So why are you speaking on this incident? You don't even know what it means because either. she said that she could relate to her fiance. So just like he didn't know, she didn't know either. So so we're both gonna be out here and be ignorant. Don't Learn speak on it together. at all. Don't speak on it at all. She gonna defend her man. Honey. No, that's a fool. Don't be defending your man when he's wrong. First but off, he really and, didn't know though, Taz. It's and she don't know either. Derogatory, but then someone put her on. I, don't, and I what think she—they're not that ignorant. It's I no would, way they I, that would, I would support you, Kayla, if this was the first time that one of the Migos had said something that was offensive because to, to individuals that are mm-hmm. same gender loving. But it's not the first time they had a now, whole entire attack against the LGBT LGBTQIAA community on an epi- when they were wanting to perform with Katy Perry on Saturday Night Live. So, oh, no, I didn't but but just to, for the sake of time, moving forward, I would say, what is my my? I have can I give three highlights? Yes, go ahead. You said for the sake of time, you real quick, three, real quick. <laughs> for the sake of time, let me give you twenty. I was exceptionally impressed 
by uh, Kesha's uh, performance of praying with the women supporting her in the mm-hmm. background. You can tell that that came from her heart. It was beautiful. And that she has been struggling for years trying to maintain her career while mm-hmm. fighting against a a manager and forces in the industry that were holding her back. That was a huge uh, plus for me. As well as probably my favorite Grimmy moment was seeing Hillary Clinton and the celebrities reading from the book oh, uh, Fire and Feud. Yes, I love that. I love seeing Hillary Clinton. I thought it was really funny. I think it was very true to the artist, including your your girl Cardi B. And I also really enjoy uh, Camila Cabello's. Uh, I think that's I said it right. Her, the lady who sings Savannah, her tribute to the Dreamers. No. On that was a highlight for no, me. No, it's not a highlight. You know why it's not a highlight? So you would say it would be a low life. It is definitely my low life of the Grammys. Camilla Caballero, Bello, whatever. That has to be cut. <laughs> Caballero or what? Yeah, I think Caballero. Okay, Camilla got up there and basically gave this speech about America and all of this. And where she lost me was when she said America was built by dreamers. And it was built by dreamers. No, what? My ancestors were not dreamers. We did not come over here willingly to build this country. It was built by slaves and slavery and white supremacy bringing African um, Africans over here to build a country. That's not a dreamer. Like we we were not dreamers when we came over Did here. Did you up the correct term of what politically correct a dreamer is? It, it wasn't a slave. It wasn't a damn slave. I know that. Tazzy, dreamers. When I think what was stated was not a reference to the dreamers that are you know are are fellow citizens who are not legal by rights of the government. I think that she was saying that the people that came over, our Puritan ancestors and people even going back to our Native, our Indian American ancestors who crossed over, they were traveling out on a dream. I do believe that. And I do believe that the people that have come to this country throughout the course of generations, except for our direct ancestors, slaves, were dreams. And the, the comment, I don't think, was wrong or even offensive, but it may have been somewhat insensitive. And the fact that you didn't include us into the narrative is a problem. But I don't think that she was wrong. We built, we, we contributed. Our ancestors built contributed a great deal to the nation. But so did our Hispanic Im- I mean, immigrants from a number of other countries. We were not immigrants. We were slaves. But there are immigrants who contributed a great deal. And I don't think that we should diminish their contribution. Listen, and I as don't we, have a problem. Don't we, diminish to me, it. As we, we go promote, low, we go. Don't diminish. Correct. I'm not saying diminish While we, prom- while we ha- should have a, a swelling sense of constant pride as African Americans and people of color in this country, we cannot let that... Minimal, marginalize or minimize the contributions of anyone else. When we do that, we are the we are becoming just like those who have oppressed mm-hmm. us. And that's to me, as a, from my zennial voice, the constant fight that we must fight. I'm Listen. proud of the all the swell that we have of black, uh, the black upward movement. But we can't let us it can't we can't let it turn us away or divide us from those who are just like us. Yeah, I'm we must be united. Is. We must be united in our marginalization because we are the true majority in this nation. Okay, I hear everything you're saying. All I'm gonna say is she used the wrong words. Say yes. Uh, dreamers contributed to this country or all these other people of cover, color contributed to making this country what it is but to say dreamers built this country I'm going to stand on my ground and say dreamers did not build this country slaves built this country That is, we were not dreamers we did not come over here did we all build it together can we say we all contributed yeah. they contributed I just want to say it's, a, it's, it's, it's words it's the it's words she used it's the verbiage that she used that was wrong in my opinion you the dreamers and Mexican Americans and all these people yes you came slaves didn't build and, and all the listen you know what I'm talking slaves about slaves didn't build Oregon they contributed but people we're talking about the foundation were not allowed in the state you were not allowed if you were not white to even cross into the white utopia of Oregon research the territory research the history so again okay but Oregon trash so it's like what is what's, <laughs> what's in Oregon what's we're not 
organs. Sadly said we're not playing with organs. Exactly. But the rest of that. We're talking about all this popping ass shit that's going on in the I world. I would like to say that if you, Yes, black people I would like better. to say that if you are an Oregonian. <laughs> and would like to sponsor. If you are a Mighty Duck. Do they have podcasts in Oregon? And you would like to be a sponsor. Is there internet in we Oregon? We want you here. However, <laughs> if we don't have any Oregonians or any Mighty Ducks listening, I ain't for Oregon either. <laughs> so... I want, so do you so you, we saw a lot of celebrities consistently promoting a very negative opinion of our president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's having any impact on how the American people see our president? I think no. they're saying what we are doing. Yeah. It's like there's there are representation. We, we feel people. when you don't support the president and you hear people like DJ Khaled and Jay-Z. Cardi B and Jay Z not with the president. You think and feel that most Americans think and feel like you. Yeah, I'm here for it. However, Sarah Huckabee Sanders mm. slams the that. anti-Trump celebrities and says people don't care what they think. Look, Sarah Huckabee Sanders says, I think if Americans care what celebrities thought, then Hillary Clinton will be president. Girl, bye. That's a very strong argument. That's really hard to debate. I mean, like we said on another episode, the popular vote did vote for Hillary Clinton. Sarah Sarah, Sanders Huckabee says (laughs) that your message is one of negativity and I think a little bit of delusion. You get what you give. So I feel like Sarah Huckabee on your negativity. What about the president being negative and him being a all out fool? You get what you give. You gotta give respect to get respect. Sarah so he doesn't give it. He Huckabee. Doesn't get it. Sarah Huckabee Sanders says, "Look, we've had an incredible first year. The economy is booming. ISIS is on the run. We're remaking the judiciary. This has been a historic year by any way you look at it." What I see and what she sees are two different views because I don't see what she's seeing. I want Sarah Huckabee to not have several seats. She's, you know, she's like 32 but looking 50. Facts. These are not facts. Just (laughs) two weeks ago, (laughs) Sarah Huckabee is in her early 30s. Dear friend said I looked 45. And she refers to me as no. These are, these are separate people. Mariam <laughs> thinks that you look forty five. <laughs> Kayla Roby says that you're granddaddy on the show. I don't do any of that, Didi. Shout out to my line sisters. They the love the show. They love this show. They love this show. I'm gonna make a few calls. Shout Suspension out is looming. <laughs> Suspension <laughs> is looming. I got friends <laughs> in these streets, ladies. Don't come for the shadow, Didi. He is an iota. You have no call when it comes to our sorority. She has just sealed your face. She has just sealed your face. You gonna go call one of your founders? You calling one of your founders up? (laughs) I got a complaint against one of these AKAs. Founders. All of that. Make it happen. (laughs) So when you talk about Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Duckabee. And, and the struggles that, you know, you guys may feel towards her. She's not the only person or only thing struggling this week. The Apple iPhone has, seems to be, the Apple Corporation seems to be having a major stumble. We talked about in our very first episode, I mean, the second episode that they received, I think, are up for the great work in philanthropy that they're doing with uh, Malala. Now we seem to see that a new article has come out in the USA Today saying that the Apple iPhone X strategy has fallen because of the high prices. I'm kind of happy about that. Slick. Why? Because I bought the um, 8 Plus, so that means the market value of my Plus is higher since they're going to stop making the X. I'm glad I didn't get the X. Yeah. Yeah, I got the A plus too, so whatever Tassie just said, I'm with <laughs> Dee Dee has the X. I love my I have the iPhone X. It's a phenomenal phone. It's you a, really it, like it? I love it. It's it's an amazing device. It was overpriced. Device. So what I happens if you cut your hair and the face recognition recognizes you with your natural hair? How and if any natural hair care products would like to send even just samples, right? You don't have to sponsor. You can just send me some samples because I do need some conditioner. I need some leave-in. I need some. I need a whole. I need the whole lock method, right? I need the leave-in, the oil, and the cream. And I would love to uh, continue to let my my hair grow as a as a king. 
Um, you know, I, I love the phone. It's been a great phone for me. I'm disappointed the sales have dropped. But let me say this. I've been an iPhone user since 2007. So mm-hmm. I've been a fan of the phone since it first came out. For me, the 10-year phone, the Apple 10, uh, the 10-year anniversary edition to me was something that I was going to purchase. I was prepared for it. No matter the cost, I was going to get it because it's really nostalgic. And I'm a fan. And there's so many things about the phone that re- that go back to the first phone that people don't know. Like what? Like the interface, like the way the key look like okay. the circles those things the whole shape the, the phone first came out and it was more of like this oblong shape and True. then they went to the square people who didn't have the phone back then that didn't know that people didn't stand by this phone people were still rocking their trios their sidekicks when this phone came out blackberries so i was right away the first day mm-hmm. the iphone came out i bought that phone I, I had I think it was singular wireless then it was oh, the I remember singular, singular. Yes, and I was there because of this phone and I've been with them ever since and I'm a, I'm a big fan plus the Roll phone came out on my birthday so it was a birthday treat to me uh, another uh, company that's been big in the news has been United Airlines and they're back in the news they had I think some viral ranting for about they had a they had a dragging incident where they drug a man off the plane on United Airlines. I cannot believe you just laughed at I'm that. not laughing at the dragging of the plane <laughs> as a man off the plane, but I think that is horrible. I boycotted United Airlines or haven't flown United Airlines since that incident. But now they have a situation where they've afloat. They refuse to let the emotional peacock on the flight. Don't let that burn on the damn plane. It was it was a passenger who a, a, a young lady and she had an emotional support peacock and they would not allow her bird on the plane imagine you walking on a plane and sitting next to a peacock you a know, peacock you know what it reminds me of bats when they had the big hair and it was like <laughs> boop yeah <laughs> who can see like I just I but that's the reason why that didn't work is because that's back in Ooh, the day yeah. that's back in the day when the uh, the, the movie was in the front of the plane and you had to like look past that, the seat what I but now you have you know the, the TV screens on the back of each seat but at the same time I'm not getting on the plane it, with a peacock how is it emotionally like is it talking to you is it comforting you on the I'm, I need a little bit more you already know what this woman looked like <laughs> So you know what you know it's about some mess. I don't and nobody else is coming and saying I need this bird to be my emotional support animal. Like, are you crazy? United said this animal did not meet guidelines for a number of reasons, including his weight. It was thing. a big bird. It was a big bird. That's we ain't a, talking about sesame. Street. That's what I'm saying. And you can't strap that thing in. Imagine getting up trying to go to the bathroom and the peacock and running down the aisle. <laughs> Do they make sounds? What sound is a peacock? I just want to know what support was the peacock offering. I just need answers. That's a mess. It it's is a, a mess. hot mess, actually. Uh, baby, you are. How a did they even get into the airport? I don't know, but the woman that brought that peacock, I'm sure she eats Tide Pods too. <laughs> <laughs> they don't eat every <laughs> I'm sure she eats so, Tide Pods. Right. That that's so we've gone from of course politics and government and to entertainment <laughs> with the Grammys, and now we're into social media. There's one other social media thing that has really kind of taken off and I just really want to talk about hashtag tweet like the 1600s (laughs) and we had talked about not discussing this but I really feel as though it's a missed opportunity because this is kind of a really tragic hashtag that's taken off yet (laughs) you girls are laughing and the hashtag is taking current contemporary memes that are funny, right? The memes yeah. are funny, and then they're putting them with scenarios that are not funny. And so my question, right? But it's funny, Hilarious. but it's not funny. But what what's the bigger picture here, ladies? Like, what is this? What's the what is this really saying on a larger scale? And it's a hashtag tweet like the 1600s. And if you laugh. Your ancestors will be rolling over in their graves. Before I say anything, I just must apologize to the ancestors because we sorry. I, this. Oh, we are so sorry. But I think it's horrible. We sorry. I have laughed at some of these tweets, and honestly, it just brings up why do black people make everything funny? I think it's a conversation. If it was done by black people, it was. It could, it was we don't, by black we people. don't know that. We've we been on not, Twitter. I've seen no, it. I, we, but we have been on Twitter. It's being promoted by a number of black sites like the shade room mm-hmm. but the question is do we don't know for a fact if this was even created by listen black the way twitter the has gone has an yes. amazing phenomenal <laughs> viral 
world and they could be promoting these highly offensive meme tweets that are being prol- that are proliferating our uh, social media. I will say that I think that millennials instead of taking things serious, they try to make a joke out of everything. So it's I a will coping say mechanism. It is. It's and coping. sometimes it's a little old. But in the moment, it's hilarious. And it's bad, but goodness gracious, whoever's on the internet creating these things, y'all need to find y'all a real job because y'all could be making some serious money with the talent that y'all put behind these memes, dear God. It's out of pocket. And we do make a joke out of it, but then we get angry when someone uses a joke against us. And that goes directly into kind of our next story where we have a white men's college tennis player is suspended after telling the black player, at least I know my dad during a weekend match. How many memes and jokes have been made just like this by African Americans or people of color to other people of color? But then when someone who is not of color says it to us, we're angry. Do black people say to other black people, at least I know my dad? I've never seen that. I will say that I've heard that. We've heard well, it before. I haven't. Yeah. Y'all around some terrible black people. I mean, either you're in the heat of the moment or some you're Some terrible black people are laughing at hashtag tweet like it's a 1600. We're not getting back into that. Jesus. I think that it kind of just goes based off, and this is probably bad, but you can't judge something unless you're in it. So, although we're making light of it, we do need to be cognitive of it. It's just a thought, right? I think so, maybe. We do, just like the N word. Like, we probably shouldn't be using it, but we feel comfortable with it because it's something that we feel like we went through, quote unquote. And That's it makes you it really comfort. Right. It's a comfort. But if we if we don't want anybody else saying it, we should lead by example. So I, I will agree with And that. we hold up everyone to a higher standard. Just a thought. So from there we kind of go. I want to take a brief moment to, uh, to just probe a little deeper, Kayla, and talk to you about your work as an event planner. And you talked about working with Representative Valencia Stovall. Being a young woman, do you what's the biggest challenge that you face? to meet the needs of these highly established professional individuals that you have to work with? What's the biggest challenge? The biggest challenge would be making sure that everything goes perfectly. In my head, I feel like everything goes perfectly, but I have to realize that some things are out of my control. So with learning that in the recent six months, it's just kind of going with the flow, making sure that you have everything laid out that the client wants or that they expect and trying to meet those expectations to the best of your needs. Everything is not going to go perfect, although I work my butt off and try to bend over backwards to make sure it does. Some things are just out of your control. So with knowing their expectations and knowing what they, um, the boundaries and the things that they want up front helps me know how to further create or curate their event for elegance. So Kayla, what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone that wants to be in the event planning business? Oh, I would say know your worth. I think one of the biggest things that I struggle with and honestly still struggle with is pricing and being able to tell my client, like, this is how much I feel like I'm worth and being scared that the client is going to be like, mm, I think that's too much. But when you demand your worth, I'm actually reading a book by Valerie Burton called Successful Women Speak Differently. And I was reading that once you demand your worth and once you say it in a certain way, there's nobody that's going to back down from that because you're very assertive and you're very confident in your price. Sometimes you can undersell yourself so much that people don't even want to work with you because they don't think that your value is that high. So honestly, just knowing your worth and understanding your pricing mechanisms and how to meet your demographic and understanding what it is that they need and meeting your needs as well. Okay. Well, thank you, Kayla, for your insight on, um, you know, Elegance as your company. We have the CEO of Elegance with us. Shout out to you again. And you can find her on all social media platforms as CEO of Elegance. That's Kayla Hurd, our event planner and special guest on today's episode of the 3 Plus 1 podcast. Well, we've come to that point in the show where it's time for the up, the, the down, and the clown. <laughs> So, um, Kayla, you're going to kick us off with the up. What's going on, girl? So, guys, the up for the week will have to be the Girl Scout Cookies Online. First of all, yeah, that's amazing. Girl Scout Cookies, I don't know them. I don't know them to have ever been available online, but no. now you can order them in the house. I really was decide. I had decided that I was going to avoid Girl Scout Cookies <laughs> um, this season, but it's kind of hard to do when a friend of mine sent me a link to her niece. 
uh, her niece's account to order them. So it looks like I will be getting fat this season. On so the cookies. kid still gets the benefit of being a young entrepreneur, learning about entrepreneurship, and good. Yes, I, I they, the I link is that. attached I was to give them. It down, but now I feel better. No, that the it link still is goes attached to the young, the yeah, young lady. Yeah, that, that little girl. The kids these days will never understand what it's like for somebody's parents to walk into the office trying to sell <laughs> those Girl Scouts. Well, they still do that too. They can still do no, that. No, somebody walked with a paperwork, and I felt so accomplished. I was like, "Mommy, you don't have to order my Girl Scout cookies this year." And she was like, "I don't." I was like, "No, I'm a big girl." <laughs> oh my god! Listen, you can buy Girl Scout cookies online. Yes, it's insane. It's amazing to me, but I'm, I'm happy scary, for them. But I mean, though, I'm it's. It's about making the money, and they they're making smart. The Do you have a favorite Girl Scout cookie? Tree falls, hands down. It's the only ones I really eat, to be honest. Shortbread. Those are the tree falls. The blue box. Is it not called shortbread cookies? It's not. It's called tree falls. Whatever. Okay. Just okay. me. The most basic kind are the ones I eat because I don't <laughs> like that coconut stuff. Ew! Oh. I can't stand the coconut. So this week's down goes to Walmart. I'm happy to give Walmart a down because. According to um, today's, I'm sorry, Tuesday's uh, New York Times, a California woman was has sued Walmart, accusing the nationwide chain of racial discrimination because her local store keeps African-American personal care products locked up in a glass oh. case. The woman, Essie Grundy, says she felt humiliated and discriminated against when on three occasions this month, she had to ask a store employee to unlock the beauty, the beauty supplies, including a recent occasion during which she planned to buy a 48-cent cone. <laughs> That's disrespectful. So, why is it disrespectful? Because... They're basically saying black people are going to steal. Like, how dare it? First of all, it's a 48 right. cent cone. If you go on Walmart, the yes. aisle with the um, products for African Americans is called the ethnic section. It is. It ethnic is. hair care. Ethnic hair care. So, why do you shop there? I don't shop at Walmart. I'm not saying, and I'm not saying boycott Walmart yet, but this is a shame. It is a down. It is, it's horrible. Walmart has had several other missteps from uh, supporting things like Duck Dynasty and having a whole entire racist Duck Dynasty collections when we know that the racial hatred they spewed on that program they had and you still uh, continue to support them, but now you have this, uh, these shenanigans. So I'm not saying boycott Walmart yet, but I'm just as close, but I am saying boycott (laughs) H&M. Hashtag boycott H&M. That's not over. Amen. And you're still a down and a clown, but Walmart, you definitely get the down for how you treated Miss Grundy and the claims that you're really making subconsciously and unconsciously by having the products locked up. Because just like they locking up our products, y'all need to be locking up them Garnet Fruities colors. Okay, well, However, up. if Garnier Fructis would like to sponsor, <laughs> I will wash my hair yes, and let plug. it drip with apricots yes, and plums and pomegranates <laughs> and all type of other fruit I do not eat. I'm an Urban Essence girl. Continue. Oh my God. I thought they were the same thing. Speaking of hair products, the clown of the week goes to none other than Kim Kardashian. Ugh. Um, trash. Why are we attacking Kim Kardashian? Kim Kardashian. Yes, she's acting like a fool. I've never been a fan of the Kardashian family. I believe that they're culture vultures, and what is what is meant by the term culture vultures? They basically take and thrive on black culture. <laughs> they want to look like black women, want to act like black women, talk like black women, do all these things that are you know tr- like that that mimic black women. But at the same time, they don't have that same respect or regard for black women. It's a mess. Um, I'm not going to say the quote I want to say. But, yeah, I have no respect for that family. I think that Tammy Roman said it best. You're at a different stage in your life, Kim. The posting the news and the dropping pictures. and First of all, we all know what your body looks like. We're damn near Kanye at this point. We're your husband, ma'am. We are her husband. We know what your body looks like. I get it. Everybody want... Exactly. Everybody want to drop the new heat. I get it, sis. Because I dropped my new heat. But I'm fully clothed. You're a whole mother and a whole wife. And Kanye, I think that there's something to say about you as a husband and as a father of your children, yeah. you need to check it. It's, it's time to be black, sir. Hello, hello, Kanye. Wake up, baby. Wake up. It's time to be black again. Cause it's, it's a whole mess. It's out of pocket. Like, Kim, sit down. It's, She's it's a mess. devaluing her. At this and, point. like, she went and got those braids because she knew, like, black Twitter was going to erupt from her going to get those lemonade braids. And I saw on Twitter, someone tweeted, um, the moment Beyonce breaks Twitter, the next day, Kim Kardashian jumps up like, 
Give me attention. No, I want attention. Like, sit down somewhere. And she don't need it. The Grammys happened. Everybody talked about Beyonce, and all we talked about was be this, be that, be this. The next day, Kim Kardashian throws her vagina on the timeline. Girl, be great. Like... We, why do you crave attention so much? I really tweeted that I think the, the people that are crave attention that much, it has to be some sort of form of a mental illness. She has to be sick in the mind that you need that much attention. You want Yes. You're a grown woman, a mother. You went and got them braids because you knew people would talk about it. You put your whole naked body on the timeline because you knew people would talk about it. It's okay to not be the center of attention. And it's quite disgusting that you thrive off of that and you need it so bad to the point that you're gonna put your bare booty on the timeline and not even that i'm 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 not tripping on the braids i'm gonna tell you that kim i don't care nothing about them braids what i will say is there's a way to get attention and respect if you only want the attention you haven't gained our respect yet so once you start moving forward with that maybe we'll cut you a little slap but until then the, the difference between you and Beyonce is you seek attention and Beyonce seeks respect. There's a way to be very classy and still be sexy. And you, my friend, haven't mastered that. And no one in your camp, family, or husband is trying to help you get there. So maybe you need some new friends. I agree with Kayla. The braids don't bother me. <coughs> because at the end of the day, I'm sure a black woman did that. those braids in your head. So you putting money into a black woman's pocket. Shout out to black business thriving. <laughs> but other than that, you do look a fool with them. But I know that you paid a black woman to do them. So shout out to that black woman that made some money off you looking a whole fool. I just want her to evolve. That's my anyone who does, story. regardless of the race, anyone can do braids. And I'm sure that they would have done them just as well. Sis looked like she went to Cancun for vacation and had some random person on the beach braid her hair up I don't believe that not even not Cancun let me say she probably went to Jamaica or something that's what she looks like with the, you know black people walk up to you on the beach neck. and say do you want your hair braided and it's always some little random white girl getting her hair braided on the beach in Jamaica and coming back with a little cornrows that's how she looks a fool I, I don't really know enough about Kim Kardashian to give insight I do remember some There's great music that has ass. been done by Kanye West so we're at a point in the program where we're ready to talk about the products that we love and so ladies what are your products that you're using or something that you're using that you just you love oh i'll get real ashy in the winter time as i'm sure let's <laughs> do i'm just gonna keep it 100 i mix the walmart vaseline and the promise cocoa butter together and moisturize my body it's a sick combination it leaves my body smooth and i'm just here for it it's something that i made up so yeah if Palmer or Walmart would like to sponsor an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Let's go. Yes, that's my product of the week. Um, my product of the week is going to have to be Aunt Jackie's um, gel that I use in my hair. It helps with my twist outs. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Aunt Jackie's. No shrink. Yes. It looks good. It looks good. So, my favorite product of this week is actually burning right now in the room, and it is an Aspen Bay candle. Mm. I order my candles from the Aspen Bay Candle Company, located in Starkville, Mississippi, because they make some of the best handmade candles that you can find anywhere in the world. I have the candles. I order them monthly. I have them sent right here to my home in Atlanta. They're all over my house, and they always create an amazing atmosphere for thought, discussion and for contemplation so for me that my aspen bay candle is the product that i'm loving it is the time in the week that we reward and recognize our best of us but wait dd before we get into the best of us i must address that last week my product of the week was naomi pinot noir naomi pinot noir yes Tonight, Dee Dee did buy a bottle of Miami Pinot Noir for, you know, our guests to try. And it was a hit across the board. So if you didn't try it last week, go ahead and try it now because everybody has agreed with me that it is amazing Pinot Noir. It's great quality. It's tasty. Although me and Dee Dee agreed that it was a good wine, we did not agree that it was worth $27 twist off bottle cap. He didn't say that. He said it was worth the money. It's just you don't buy it all the time. You did, did you? Yes. Well, you speak I, for I yourself, not... Kayla. <laughs> it's a twist off. I just want to put that out there. Due to it's my... better than that cupcake due, y'all be drinking. Due to, my profe- due to my profession, I don't drink cupcake or mayonnaise <laughs> often. I did purchase a bottle to go with our pre-recording meal and I did have a taste 
of the Pinot Noir. And I must say that it was delicious. I was extremely impressed uh, by the quality of the wine, not by the twist off top, (laughs) nor was I impressed by the $26 price tag. Exactly. However, I can definitely see that this is a high quality beverage Pro, uh, it's a good wine, and I can't. I'm not gonna lie about it. I, yes, I must thank you. I so will I say that the product amazing. I will say that it's elegant stamped, but the price is not. Continue. I agree. So let's go now and conclude with the best of us. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. One last thing. I do want to give a retraction and say this to me is an up, and it's definitely worthy of recognition. I want to take a moment to recognize the GSU soccer player we talked about in episode two. No, no. Natalia <laughs> Martinez. I, I'm very proud of her. We talked about Natalia. A lot of things were said. But Natalia has released a very honest statement where she stated that the that truth is... That statement is not genuine. I believe, it with my, I believe it with my whole heart. No. She said the truth is I could give you excuses and I could give you a story. But what you need to know is what's in my heart. Uh, she said that she sincerely apologized and that she left the school of her own choice because she didn't want to further damage the brand of Georgia State and she did not mean any harm. And what she said, she used the N-word in a uh, way of saying it was affirmation and excitement, not negativity. Uh, again, I think that it speaks volumes of her to be big enough to admit her wrongdoing and to apologize. And I think that's worthy of uh, recognition. So now let's go into our the best of Oh, us. no. Okay, we can't speak on that. Natalia, that statement is not genuine at all. Your Natalia, I believe it 100%. Your family, whoever, somebody told you to say that so that you can get into the next school girl. that you need to get into. Facts. Your family told you to say that so the next school you apply to accepts you. I don't accept this apology. I don't think it's genuine. I don't think you're an up. This is all a problem. You said what you said. Don't try to say, I know what's in my heart. We know what's in your heart because you said it out loud. And that's that. So yes, we can move on from Natalia, but no, Didi isn't about to sit here and say she's an up because she's not. You're a down, you're a clown, and you're a whole fool. Basically, retweet what Tassie just said as the GSU culture. It's terrible. You're trash, Natalia, and I just don't accept. I think that you just didn't want to catch these hands. I'm going to be completely honest yes. with you. I'm sorry, Didi. She just didn't want to catch these hands because Natalia, baby, tread like You knew better. Now, now we can now move, we on can move to on. the best of us. Best Natalia, of us. you are not the best of us. You were the worst of us. So moving on, it's that time of the show. Time for the best of us. So Didi, who is the best of us this week? This week, we're giving our The Best of Us Award to the Congressional Black Caucus. Yes. I completely was impressed at the sound of solidarity that the members of the Congressional Black Caucus displayed at the State of the Union. Uh, previous Last year, they didn't attend. This year, they did. But they attended where their kente cost. It was in solidarity. It made me very excited to see that. It was unification because we stand in solidarity. Hashtag resist. So this week's The Best of Us Award goes to the Congressional Black Caucus. Cheers to you and kudos. Yes, Black Excellent. Yes. Well, that concludes our show today. We would again like to thank Kayla for coming in, CEO of Elegance, for spending your time with us. Um, of course, you all know you can find her at CEO of Elegance on all social media platforms. And we just like to thank you for tuning in, and we'll talk to you again next week.